Hello, Tile friends. Welcome back to another episode of Tile Money, the podcast where I, Luke Miller, discuss the business of tile installation. Tile Money is brought to you by the National Tile Contractors Association and is sponsored by Laidacrete International. Now, today I have another great interview with Joshua Nordstrom. You've probably seen Joshua's work on Instagram. Most notably of late is his uh, octopus, the Kraken Shower, as he calls it. Now, Joshua is an artist, you know, a mosaic artist, and that's the way he has his business set up. So any of you who are pursuing this um, type of business are going to really be interested in what Joshua has to say. Um, you know, my biggest takeaway was it's going to take some time to get your name out there. But some of the ways you could speed this up, Joshua mentioned, was um, by including small things inside the showers, um, maybe even giving them away or, or giving them cheaper than they should be, but just maybe a small mosaic, something custom that you make, one of a kind. And if you just do one little thing per shower um, and try to sell one one piece at a time, you know, one one small, uh, you know, he's on the ocean there in Alaska, so one small ocean creature or animal or, you know, flower or whatever you can make that's um has your personality maybe just include it you know ask would it be okay if i included this in your showers and that way you're you're laying the groundwork and i know you know where we want to get with this type of business is um you want to charge a lot because if you're going to be a mosaic artist you have to remember that everything falls on you so in other words other businesses are built on employees and a different model but I wanna encourage all of you mosaic artists and, and tile contractors who work alone or, or, and are planning on staying that way to really make sure you, you, you know your worth because you bring a lot to the table, friends. What you do is something special and unique and you give a lot of attention to detail and you bring a lot of value to your customers. Your customers are looking for you. A lot of customers out there want um, the owner to do the work. And so if you can appeal to them and really make a name for yourself as doing this type of thing, you can start to charge accordingly because what you need is a good savings account, friends. Um, we all, you know, hope for the best, but on a rainy day or, you know, God forbid, uh, accidents and whatnot, you know, you really want to make sure that you're setting yourself up um, for, for what might come. So... Without further ado, here's today's episode. I, I know you're going to enjoy it. Josh was a great guy, and I had a great time uh, discussing this with him and interviewing him. So I hope you're staying profitable out there, friends, and I hope to see you next month, April 9th, in Orlando, Florida, at Coverings 19. Hello, Tile friends. Welcome back to another episode of Tile Money, the podcast where I discuss the business of tile installation. And today I'm excited to be speaking with Joshua Nordstrom from Tierra Tile. Joshua is a mosaic tile artist up there in Homer, Alaska. And you've probably seen his work, even if you don't realize it, on Instagram and Facebook. It's really been on fire recently, especially with his most recent, one of his most recent um, showers where he had the octopus and he enhanced the grout with a, a product that makes it, um, well, I'll let him talk about that a little bit here in a minute, but it makes it, it makes it um, come to life. It makes it glow in the dark. So, um, Josh, how are you today? Thank you for, for joining me. Uh, I'm doing great today. Thanks for having me. I'm glad that we can finally make this happen. 
Yeah, yeah, good, good. Yeah, we've tried a couple times, and I'm I'm really excited to have you on the show. I'm a big fan of your artwork there. So I've always been interested in Alaska. What what kind of stuff do you get up to in your free time up there in Homer? Uh, well, assuming I have free time, uh, you know, obviously I like to do mosaics. So I do a lot of mosaicing in my free time. Um, living in Alaska, we do a lot of outdoor stuff, um, a lot of hunting, fishing, hiking, yeah. uh, boating, you know, pretty much anything to do with the outdoors. A lot of camping. Nice. And I have two boys. We're, we're big into Cub Scouts. Okay. Um, Cub Scout leader for my older boy. Next year, I'm, I'm jumping into the shoes of the um, Cub Master. So oh. um, that keeps me pretty busy. Yeah. So that that's kind of, yeah. When I'm not working, that's that's what I do. Family and outdoors. Good. That sounds like a good, rich life up there. It's nice. Yeah. Subsistence lifestyle up here. Yeah. We do have grocery stores, but yeah. Like we like to harvest as much food as we can. We we have a huge uh, greenhouse. We grow as much food as we can, okay. as much away as we can. Um, yeah. Don't every year. If I'm lucky, I get a moose. Um, if I'm not so lucky, then we eat a lot of fish. Yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds like a good life to me. Um, I'd like to come up there and visit you one day. Let's talk a little bit about this Kraken shower, um, because I know you're going to be presenting. Now, tell us, you're, you're going out to Florida, and tell us a little bit about how that came about and what you're going to be doing out there at Coverings uh, next month, April 2019. Yeah, well, I was invited to be a, a speaker at Coverings um, from a post of the Kraken, of the octopus, um, on a social media account. And it was off of, I don't even know what it was, you know, that, that, that whole post just blew up on me, yeah. exploded. Um, but uh, yeah, I was invited down to coverings to be a guest speaker for um, uh, a session they're calling Transparency Trilogy Part 3, Artistry and Creativity, Creativity, a Timeless Component of Tile and Stone Installations. So um uh, it's totally out of my box, but it's something I'm stepping up to the plate and I'm really excited to do. Yeah. Uh, put a PowerPoint presentation together, um, just kind of outlining my work, what I do, uh, the steps involved in creating a mosaic and, um, and you know, how, how you do it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to get down there. It's going to be, it's going to be warm. Yeah. <laughs> warm up. Thaw. <laughs> Right on. Well, I'm looking forward to meeting you there. I hope we can uh, have take some time to get to know each other a little bit in person too. Tell us a little yeah, bit about good. a little bit about the Kraken. Whose vision was it, and how did um, how did how do you go about even knowing where to start with something like that? <laughs> uh, you know, well, the vision. Uh, my clients will come to me with an idea, and um, kind of point me in a direction, and then I do some research on the computer um find pictures um ideas to go off of um so yeah with the kraken it, my client came to me and said that you know he, he wants an octopus and he doesn't want it to be bright and cartoony yeah um, so uh you know the designing was totally up to me he kind of told me how he wanted it to look 
Um, so I drew up a couple different options for him and then, you know, he, he picked a style that he liked and then we just kind of took it from there. Um, everything I do, I draw out on graph paper to, um, scale it on graph paper. So, um, so then when I blow it up, it's all proportionate to the size of the installation. Um, so yeah, old school, I draw it with pencil and paper and then I blow it up with an overhead projector um, to size, trace it all out, label it all. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's just all these little things that I've found over the years of doing this just to kind of make the next job easier. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, that, that, that's kind of, that's, that's how I do that. I, I don't know. Yeah. So when a when a customer when he came to you and you started discussing this, um, obviously you know he wanted something special and unique, and he knew because of the name that you have that you were the guy to call. Um, now when it comes to discussing the length of time of some of these pieces, I just in my mind I just you know it must is it a time do you do you charge by the hour or do you give a rough estimate? Because I think um, I want to say you quoted like 500 hours on that shower or on that crack? No, 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 that, that one took me start to finish like 240 hours. Oh, okay. Oh, good. That's okay. from the, the time the pencil hits the paper to the time I've sealed it and walked away. Okay. Um, you know, I, I go into a job and I have to, I, people want a number. Yeah. So I estimate how much time it's going to take me and bid it on that just like you would a normal job. Okay. Okay. I've, I've done enough of these now to where I kind of know about how many hours it'll take me. Yeah. You know, uh, somewhere between the 100 and 200 hour range. Yeah. Um, it depends on how complex it is. So, okay. you know, I'll try to go in and just bid it flat out instead of hourly. Okay. Well, that's, that's good. Um, and the only way you could do this, you know, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but is from years of experience and, but also keeping track of each job. I'm sure you, uh, you make notes. I mean, you knew exactly how many hours that one took. So a lot of mental notes. I'm not a big note taker, but um, yeah, a lot of mental notes. I, I took a lot away in the back of my head for the next one. Well, I'm impressed. All that fresh uh, air and and good eating must keep your brain a lot better than mine. Yeah, it's all. I guess all the omega threes from the salmon that we eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So um, let's see here. So living up there in Homer, I know it's not not a whole lot of people, about less than 6,000, just under 6,000 people. How far do you travel for work up there? Uh, you know, I'm fortunate enough that most of my work, I, 95, 98% of my work is right here in the Homer area. Yeah. Um, I do travel, you know, I have done jobs in Anchorage. Okay. Uh, which is about 230 miles north. Uh, so it's about a five-hour drive to Anchorage. Um, I've done a couple jobs up there, but you know, I only travel up there for mosaics. There's, there's tile guys up there that will, will do standard tile work. Yeah. Um, so here in Homer, there's three installers. Okay. I'm three. Um, I'm the guy that specializes in what I do. So, um, I kind of stand out in that sense. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not the cheapest guy. Um, yeah, so kind of weeds me out for doing a lot of the general work. Um, so, you know, I kind of found a, a market for myself of being 
you know, doing more of the high end tile work. Yeah. Yeah. So I, tra I travel out, but not so much, you know, like I said, Anchorage is five hours away. Um, I have to go there to get real um, easy to get materials in Homer. That's one of the drawbacks of living in a small town. Um, here, I don't know, last month, Cronin closed down, which was a huge source um, from my supplies up in Anchorage. So now I'm just trying to stumble, trying to find other sources. There, there are other places up there to get tile and stone and, you know, um, all the products and whatnot you need. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I used to be able to just have Cronin ship everything down a couple times a week, and that doesn't work now. So now I have to go up okay. and and get everything so it's five hours up five hours back it usually involves a hotel uh, overnight um, so it's a big deal you know i can't just drive down to the store like everybody down the lower 48 and pick up a bag yeah. of thin when i need it so i've always got to think about everything you know well in advance and try to keep a, a small supply of what i need in stock yeah yeah that that's a whole nother ball game something i i don't know anything about like you said living down here yeah Wow. And then you get the freezing thing too, you know, you can't let things freeze. So yeah. uh, stuff's got to come inside. You can't just leave stuff in your van when you're done working. You got to, well, what's going to freeze? Okay. I got to bring all that in tonight. Yeah. Got to remember to throw it in your van. Cause if you get to the job and you don't have it, I drive all the way home to grab that tube of caulking that you had to take out of your van because it was going to freeze. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, you gotta, you gotta have checks and balances. I'm sure. Living up True. there. How did you get into tile? Um, can you tell us a little bit about your, your history in the tile work? History and tile work. Um, well, you know, I've always been, since graduating high school, I've been in the construction industry. Okay. About everything you can possibly do. Um, I stumbled on tile. Um, uh, fresh out of high school, uh, I did a lot of art in high school, a lot of pottery. I bought a kiln right out of high school. Okay. Um, made a lot of sculptures and whatnot with friends and I had a friend that was uh, building an apartment over his uh, sister's shop and he asked me if I can make some tiles for his entryway and the stair risers and up to that point I never made any tile before but I had to kill him I was like sure I can do that for you so that's where I stumbled onto it and um, I, I stumbled my way through it and the product came out really cool and um i just talked to him last week there's there's still the day i left them they still look good which i'm really surprised because like i said i didn't know what the heck i was doing yeah um, so you know i saw that when i walked away from that i just knew that there was a potential in that you know for handmade tile so i, I started out um with the dreams of just making handmade tile and then i soon found out that um that's a pretty steep uphill climb to just do that right out of the box. Yeah. So, um, then I started doing more tile work and um, stumbling on that. And then um, when I came up to Homer, uh, I didn't really know what I was going to do when I came up here. Um, I did some tile before I came up here. And when I came up here, I thought I was going to swing a hammer and be a carpenter. Okay. There's a lot of carpenters up here. There's a lot of competition. Yeah, I just decided uh, I'm going to be a tile contractor, and I went 100% into it. Got licensed, bonded, all geared up, all the tools, everything, and um, I went that route. And I'm 
looking, you know, looking back, I'm super glad I went that way. Yeah. Just, yeah. I just, I just kind of found, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't seeking it, you know? That is, that is so cool. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of people listening to this episode who uh, might have a real interest in mosaic tile artwork and they might be wondering, you know, what type of moves or, you know, position, you know, what could they do to position themselves into getting, um, you know, more of this work and continuing, you know, um, continuing to perfect and, you know, and specialize in it. Do you have any advice for someone wondering how, how they can continue in this? Well, I guess my advice would be start small. You know, that's the way I started. I started with, um, uh, I bought a bunch of stained glass books and I started with stained glass patterns because they're already patterned for you. Pretty yeah. geometric shapes, pretty simple to cut on your saw. Um, I cut everything I do, I cut on my wet saw. People think that I have a band saw. People think I have a water jet. No. Everything I do on my, my wet saw. Um, so I would just recommend starting small and uh, finding out your limits and pushing your limits. And, you know, if enough years go by, you'll find yourself doing these big grand mosaics that that you get yourself into and you wonder how you're going to get yourself out of them. And then somehow every time I do, and then you look back and it's really gratifying. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I guess my, my voice is, is start small and, you know, it's just baby steps, one step at a time. Yeah. And, um, you know, you kind of have to give yourself away for a little while in order to build your reputation. Um, you know, if you want to, you want to make a mark as an artist, you can't just go out there and demand a high price. You've yeah. got to build portfolio and your repetition and hone your skills um so yeah start small and work your way up yeah. and always always you know every job that i go to i always try to show my portfolio to everybody you yeah. know and i can see that they just aren't interested in it at all I always show it to them yeah because you know seven times out of ten people are going to be into it and they might want a little something, you know, they might not want the grand mural, but they might want a fish yeah. or something small or a starfish or, you know, something. I live on the ocean here in Alaska. So people are really into the sea life, yeah. nature, mountains, whatever. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you can offer something small, you know, it's something small can be in somebody's budget and it's just enough to personalize that project and make it their own and, um, yeah. give them bragging rights, you know, yeah. to show their friends when their friends come over. Um, so yeah, yeah if you, something unique. Yeah, exactly. You know, I can provide something truly personal. Yeah. What, what would you say, um, how, how big of a part does location where you live play in this? Well, you know, I don't know how big of a part it is. Homer is a really artistic community. Okay. Uh, you know, there's just under 6,000 people here year round in the summer. I'd imagine that almost doubles. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I've been able to do what I do here in a town of 6,000 people, which I don't know how big of the town you're in. Um, but people think, you know, 6,000 people, that's like the size of my subdivision. Yeah. You know? Um, so, you know, I think that because Homer is an artistic community that really helped me in a sense. Um, you know, I think if I was in 
like you said earlier, Phoenix, Arizona or something where there's a hundred tile contractors to choose from, I might have a little harder time standing out amongst the rest. So I think location has a lot to do with it. Um, If you're trying to do something like what I'm doing, you know, um, you can put yourself in like a ski town or a, uh, an artistic town, a, a seaside town or something where it's a smaller town where you get a little tighter community. Yeah. Um, I think that helps sell the art. Yeah. People are willing to step out of the box a little bit. Yeah, I would think so. Um, and I just wanted to highlight that for any of you, you know, thinking about going into this type of work and if you have the ability to, to live wherever you want, um, you know, you might want to live in an artistic town. You might already be in one and just not realize it. There might be a good op- opportunity there for some of you. Now, uh, where do you where do you do all the mosaic cutting with a business like this? I have a shop set up here at my house. I have a thirty foot yurt. Okay. So I don't know if people know what yurts are, but it's it's, we, it's a glorified tent. <laughs> yeah, I'm familiar. We we were thinking about living in one for. Yeah, well, we we thought about living in one, and we lived in one for four years when we built our house. Okay. And, um, and so nice. when we moved out of the yurt and into the house, and the yurt became my shop. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I build everything's done in my yurt. Uh, it's totally set up. It's a hundred percent tiered tile shop. Uh, I built a cutting booth in the back of it uh that is heated year or not year round it's heated in the winter time so obviously my water doesn't freeze up on me and i can keep product in there that that can't freeze in the winter time so um yeah you know I, i've set up my own my own shop my own cutting booth it's all totally 100% set up for me in there you know I've, after 15 years it's gets my it's my man cave i go out there and i just kind of submerse myself in my little world of tile. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense because if, if the jobs take on average, you know, a hundred to 200 hours, um, you know, and the majority of that work is, is going to be in cutting. And yeah. Cutting. Well, you know, the people think the majority of the work is cutting, but really it's getting to that point. You know, if okay. um, patterning is a huge part of it. You know, you, you draw a picture on a piece of paper and then you blow it up life size well, then you trace it out and then it's all, you know, then you go over the whole thing with tracing paper, trace the whole thing out. Then you got to uh-huh. cut the whole thing out with an X-Acto knife, keep everything meticulously labeled and separated um, that, you know, and then you, then I could finally trace tiles once I have all my patterns. So that, that whole process is probably takes me more time than actual cutting the tile. Okay. Getting to the point. That makes sense. Yeah. It shows how much I know, right? Well, I'm not on that regard. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's probably about equal to cutting time, but I'd say it probably takes a little bit longer just with all the steps before cutting. Yeah. And then once you're cut, you know, then once then you can clean the tiles and then you get to put the thing together and finally see what it looks like yeah. instead of a black and white piece of paper. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's one of the most gratifying things is when you can actually see it come together for the first time. Yeah, and I I can see it from the start. Um, my the homeowners have a really hard time seeing what the overall vision is going to be from the very start. So when that day comes where you can finally put the puzzle together, it's pretty gratifying for me and the client. Yeah. And I try to keep them 
as involved as I can, I'll invite them over to the shop. Okay. Know, if they're in town and, and they have time, they, you know, I invite them over to see where I'm at in the process. So, you know, that just, that's more for them. They get to feel like they're part of the, the project. Yeah. You know? I imagine that helps them to understand because here I am a tile contractor and I don't even, you know, really understand all the steps and all the hours that go into something like that. I just know that it's um, a little beyond me, you know, um, I'm sure that helps them understand and, and prints on their mind, you know, exactly what they are purchasing and exactly, you know, because it's easy to quantify things in, in hours and labor. And when you see this project going on week, after week and then the steps um that's probably really smart that you do that that's good yeah i think it gives them a greater appreciation for the product that they're, they're paying for because it's not it's not it's not a cheap product you know yeah exactly it takes a lot of time yeah yeah so yeah it gives, it you, mentioned, mind. you mentioned you cut everything on a on a wet saw is there any other tools you did you use a grinder for any of the smaller cuts or you're just i i about 99 0.5% of my stuff I do on my wet saw very there's that very occasional cut where I might have to pull out my grinder um, it's amazing what you can do on a wet saw it's yeah. all finesse, you know finesse in the blade yeah um, do you have a favorite blade for this yeah. <laughs> here's a little plug for MK I'm an MK guy okay like the, the MK 415 is a good all-around blade it's okay. uh, it's my favorite um, they don't give them away. They're definitely not cheap. Yeah. You get what you pay for. They last a while. I, I abuse these blades. Um, I think with the crack and I, I, I burn up two blades. I was on my third blade by the time I got that thing cut. Wow. Um, so yeah, I'm putting a lot of, a lot of strain on the blades. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine. Do you use any, um, any stones to, um, sharpen's not the right word. Realign that. Yeah. Yeah, I keep one of those by my side, like a rub stone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely that. When, you know, start cutting your blade, will start to, I mean, if you're just making straight cuts, you know, you know, as a tile guy, when you need to realign your blade, because all of a sudden you're not cutting straight anymore, it's going to wobble or, you know, move on you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely keep one of those by my side. Nice. How important is technology and staying up to date with technology to what you're doing? Uh, I'm not really into technology. To oh, I'm sorry. I meant technology was the wrong word, I guess. Um, advancement within the tile industry, like um, new, like new mortars or, or grouts, like the Kraken comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the grout you used on that. Um, well, I'm, that, that glow grout isn't anything new, you know, that's been their spectra lock that's been out for quite a while. I've done a lot of the projects with the glow grout. Okay. This, this one's just a happy bird because of the, the whole overall grand appeal of it. You know, um, I try, you know, living in a town of just under 6,000 people, we're really cut off from the new technology. Um, you know, here it's the past couple of years, I've just stumbled on foam board. Okay. Vendura rock for all these years and just, you know, the old fashioned way. So I've definitely, you know, I took a Schluter class here. I don't know, last, last year, year and a half ago. And that We're was a game changer. changer. In Anchorage, yeah. That was a game changer for me. Yeah. My 180 degree 
direction change for me. It just, it was monumental. Yeah. I'd recommend if anybody out there hasn't done the Schluter class, take the Schluter class. Yeah. It's an eye opener. Yeah. Um, you know, the, um, it doesn't mean that everything you're doing is wrong. It's just, there's just better ways. And, you know, Schluter's not, not the only product or not the only company out there. Obviously there's a lot of companies that have products similar. Um, but Schluter's the, is the only class that's come through Anchorage that I've been able to attend. Okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, you know, it's hard to stay up to date with all of the, the new stuff. You know, I don't have, you know, we have a lumber yard here in town that has a half of an, half of an aisle of tile stuff. Mm -hmm. We've got, you know, um, just the basics of the basics. So if you, if you can chef something off of the ingredients that they have on the shelf, more power to you. Otherwise, you know, you got to go five hours north up to Anchorage and, and find the materials that you need. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's more about preparation and, and knowing how to use what, what you do have. Yeah, for sure. And you know, this is, that's why I'm really excited to go down to this covering show too, is yeah. here this little guy from Homer, Alaska gets to go down and see what's really out there in the tile industry. You know, I'm, I am just super excited to go down there and be in my element and see what's out there. What's the, what's available. You know, I'm these, these large format tiles are becoming the new trend. And I see those up in the tile stores up in Anchorage and nobody in Homer has, uh, has called me for a large format tile job as of yet, but yeah. that's something I want to learn about. You know, I'm gonna have to get tooled up for that. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see what's out there, you yeah. know, because we're so cut off up here, but that's part of the joy of living here too. Yeah. You know, yeah. is cutting yourself off from the outside world like that. Yeah. If any, if anybody's listening to this, um, maybe like a potential customer and wants to hire you, would you be willing to travel to work? I love to travel. Right on. Yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, what time, what day and time is your presentation over there at Coverings? Uh, my presentation is Thursday, April 11th, 9.30 to 11. Okay. Is, is the time it's scheduled. Do you have a, a booth number or anything like that or a location? And I do not have a booth okay. number. All I know is that it is the Transparency Trilogy Part 3. Um, so if you're going to be attending coverings, I guess you just need to look for um, what, what room they're going to have that in. I'd imagine it's in a conference room or something. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't have a booth or anything to speak of. Okay. Well, I'll look into it and, and make sure I get that out in the show notes and post that on my site. Um, if it's available, sometimes these things aren't available until a few days before. Yeah, you know, I was looking on their site this morning trying to see you know, okay. how they're advertising that. And I've just, um, I haven't been able to stumble on that yet. There's a, there's a lot involved with that show. Yeah, yeah, they've got a lot going on. A lot, lot to see there. And I'm going to have a, um, a special coverings episode here uh, before the show, obviously, to go over some of that special stuff. So, Aren't you going to be set up doing podcasts live from there too? Yeah, I'm going to record some live podcasts. Um, so I'll be, I'll have a calendar. If you'd like to, uh, to book a date with me, you know, reach out to me via email to anybody listening and we'll set something up for sure. Okay. All right. Um, and I'd, I'd like to do some group. Uh, I can do up to like three, three interview, three people at a time. So there'll be four of us like a round table discussion. Okay. Well, I'll be there all week. So if you want to fit me in anytime, 
That sounds good. Yeah, yeah we can dive into part two of this. Um, where can people find you online? I know you're on Instagram. What's your Instagram name again? Uh, at Tier Tile. Okay, at Tier Tile, and then Facebook, the same thing. Tier Tile. I usually tell people Tier Tile, AK or Alaska. That'll okay. get you right there. Okay. I am in crossing my way, so I'm hopefully before I shove off to coverings here in 16 days, I think is the countdown. Yeah. My website will be up and running and here at tile.net. Okay. Um, I had the website for years and years and I just let it go yeah. uh, a year or two ago and uh, just thought that, oh, I'll just do the, the Facebook thing. Yeah. I'm kind of regretting that I need my website back. So I'm having a new one built. Okay. Nice. Those, those are, those are the three ways to get a hold of me. Unless you, you know, you could email me the old fashioned way tier tile at Gmail. Okay. Okay, Joshua. Well, thank you so much for being a, a guest on this podcast, and I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. Yeah, well, I appreciate it, Luke. I'm I'm excited to sit down and and talk with you. I've listened to every one of your podcasts to date. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm wondering what I'm going to think when I listen to myself. Oh, <laughs> uh, it sounds good. I'm I'm I know this is going to benefit a lot of people, and a lot of it's going to inspire a lot of people too because it can be overwhelming when you're just starting out in the tile industry and especially if you want to, and, and you know, to be, to be fair though, if you do want to specialize in something like Joshua's done, I think it's to your advantage. Um, because to be honest, there's uh, tile contractors. If you're in a big city or, or anywhere, sometimes tile installers do everything. They do flooring, they do, you know, showers, backsplashes. Sometimes they even throw paint and sheetrock in there, you know, on their business cards. And in my opinion, that's a, that's a mistake, especially if you want to be, um, if you enjoy the work, if you enjoy the work and the artist, uh, artist aspect of it, in my opinion, friends, you know, you want to imitate what Joshua's done, make a name for yourself, um, specialize in one thing, whether that be artwork or even, um, you know, maybe, you know, maybe making tile, you know, and maybe that would be something uh, a whole nother topic, obviously, that we touched on here, but um, obviously, you know, the art artistic, you know, artistic aspect of this is huge. So I would encourage you to, you know, continue and reach out to Joshua. I'm sure he'd be happy to talk with you, uh, direct message or private message on Facebook. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I try to answer every question that comes my way. Yeah, right on. I feel, well, I feel good that I'm, I'm an inspiration to people that try to step their game up. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, that feels good. I'm glad that uh, people are honing their skills a little bit because uh, the box stores kind of ruin the the taste of tile for a lot of, a lot of homeowners. And it's nice to, to shine the image back the way it should be. Isn't that the truth? And that's yeah. what this is all about. So yeah, thank you for playing a part in that and yeah. being on here again. So, all right, Joshua, we'll enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Well, thank you. I will. And we'll see you down at coverings, Luke. Appreciate sounds, it. Sounds good.